Yo, what's up? Yeah, this is uh, Aaron N38 on Twitter, and this is uh, FPSFly21 on Twitter. Yeah, and we're thinking about doing a top 10 list games of all time. Uh, right now, we're just doing the rough deliberations. I might cut this out. I'm not too sure, but we're just talking like so. Top 10 list, I mean, sorry, top 10 video games of all time. You know, this can be PS3, this can be Sega Genesis. This could be the Amiga. Like, this could be anything, really. And, um... <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, we're just talking, like... Right now, I got a piece of paper in front of me. We're going to do, like, from 10, you know, being kind of the worst... Well, not the worst game, but, like, 10 being the whatever game. And number one, obviously, being the top game that we feel of all time. And this is a subjective list. Like, this is just me and Connor's, like, subjective list. Like, this is... Our experience is what we think are the best games of all time. So we're just like roughly like deliberating like like games right now. Like for my list, I got Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, Last of Us. Um, I think I'm going to mix in a Mass Effect 2. I feel like Mass Effect 2 is probably my game of the last generation. Or it might be The Last of Us. Um, do you have any like early thoughts list like on this podcast like? Oh, well, a few uh, like maybe games you're gonna put on or like surprises. Yeah. Like... Hmm. Well, I would say you know, like some some of my top ten have to include um, you know, Metal Gear Solid Three, Metal Gear Solid Five, Last of Us. Do Do you find that surprising that Phantom Pain might make your list? Well, yeah. this is not official, but like it's in your rough. Yeah. Because you know, I'm a, I'm like a pretty big fan of the Metal Gear franchise, so. Dude, I think, like, Phantom Pain, like, this, it's so weird, like, it's, like, sorry, the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 5 is the best in the Metal Gear series. Dude, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain is some of the best gameplay I've ever had. Like, the most, like, the shooting feels good, the stealth feels good. Like, just the pure gameplay of Phantom Pain, like, one of the best feeling games of all time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really deliberating on putting Phantom Pain on my list, Metal Gear Solid 5. Because of the disappointments I had with the story, because of the so thin story, like, compared to years past, I don't want to get into it too much, maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast, but, like, the boss fights not being there. Uh, the cutscenes, yeah. like, Kiefer Sutherland, getting him in the game was a mistake, because, like, I feel like that, like, limited booth time, because he's so famous, and, like, there's, like, no uh, voice lines from him, like, how do you feel about that game art? Is it, like, divisive, or, like... Yeah, um, you know, the fact that, uh... Kiefer Sutherland um, barely had any, you know, dialogue throughout the game. He was mainly just quiet, and when he did have dialogue, it was just like, it was just like a couple lines. So, yeah. So I'm just brainstorming my list. I got Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 1, Last of Us, Mass Effect 2, Uncharted 4. Do you have any other games? I can't really think of any. I'm thinking like Fallen New Vegas, maybe. Mm, well, I really like Vegas. The one game, this is like a PS3 game, uh, Resistance 2. Resistance, whoa, that's, that's nuts. That's, oh, yeah, that's. That was an exclusive game for PS3. Yeah, yeah, um, might be my game, my, my, like, one of my games of all time, because. So weird. Yeah, because I remember playing, first playing Resistance 1, uh, uh, you know, it was like, I think it was like during World War II, Aliens Invaded, and you're playing as a soldier, he gets infected with alien DNA, then Resistance 2, Resistance 2, it carries on. So, so yeah, you're playing this guy. He's like mutated with alien like DNA and all that. So he's turning into an alien. I I can't remember like the full thing, but yeah, I remember playing that. It was 
you know, like back then, PS3 came out, and that game, like, a few months after it came out, and it was just, it was something. Talk about going way off the board, like, Resistance 2, like, you would have been like, guess what my top, what my number 10 is, like, that was the last game I would expect to be on a, a list anywhere, Resistance 2. Yeah. Wow, it's way off the board. That's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of more games, like, uh, oh, I can't even think of any games, like, huge games that meant to you, like, maybe give me some ideas, like. Modern Warfare 2? Oh, dude, what Call of Duty 4? Dude, which Call of Duty should I put on the list? Mm. Maybe Mod 2. Yeah. A Call of Duty. I mean, you know, Call of Duty 4 blew up, but Modern Warfare 2 was what, like... Refined it. And yeah. I'm going to put Call of Duty 4, just because, like... Well, we'll see on the podcast, but I have lots of memories, and I'll tell you about it. I'm yeah. Call of Duty 4, I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 so far. Any other games, Call of Duty? Um, I'm trying to think Battlefield. Battlefield 4, nah, it didn't mean that much. Let's say... Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Uh, Splinter Cell didn't really mean that much to me. Like, I played, like, Pandora Tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't play Splinter Cell. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the PS2 and stuff like that. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like all these games. Um, yeah, I'll put Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption, definitely. Did that mean a lot to me? Oh, man. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. My oh. list is so weird, but... You have to play the second one, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of modern games. Ooh, The Witcher, The Witcher Three. Yeah. The Witcher Three. I have Uncharted. I got Uncharted Four. I was trying to decide which Uncharted because I came to it late in Uncharted Four. But Witcher Three. I was thinking maybe a Skyrim, maybe. Although I, I, I'm going through it right now. Mm. Witcher Three, Call of Duty Four. What are some games that came out this generation that you really enjoy? Well, Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed... Um... <clears throat> like, The Witcher 3 for me kind of really stands out. Like, Witcher 3 might be a top 5 for me. Hmm. The thing about The Witcher 3 with me... With The Witcher 3 is what I wanted Skyrim to be. Like, like combat that's more satisfying and deeper. A, a rich story, which I played The Witcher 2, and then playing The Witcher 3, like, it kind of made sense to me, and, like... Yeah, it's like Skyrim. Like I like Skyrim, but the combat is paper thin. Um, <clears throat> the story in Skyrim sucks. Like the side missions are pretty funny, and that's where the goodness is. But like The Witcher Three, like the choices actually matter, like player choice. And, yeah. Like all in all, like The Witcher Three is what I wanted Skyrim to be. Like, yeah. Um, maybe you just uh, stop recording for a bit, and we'll we'll put it back on in a second. All right. Do you want to start your list, like, over there, or...? Hello, uh, welcome back. We were just, um, me and Conrad are just trying to decide which games to put on our lists. So... I'm, I, I, I decided to start the recording again because I'm trying to figure out my top three. So... You want to hold on to this? I just want to look at my list again. So my top three, my ideas are... Metal Gear Solid 3, Last of Us... Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just do my top two. So I'm thinking Metal Gear Solid 3 and The Last of Us for number one and two. Like, what do you think I should put? Like, I don't know, maybe that's hard for you, but well, um, which game add more to you? Well, I would say, like, the only games I'm focused on to make my top ten are pretty much, like, just story-driven. Mm. You know, some multiplayer games like Siege, but, like, mainly just, like, a very good, well-written story. So, mm. um, that, uh, yeah, that's what I would focus on. 
So like add a third one. Like <laughs> like one with a really good story. Like where you just like to the point where you just couldn't like put it down. You just had to like see what happened next or something. Okay, you just convinced me. It's Metal Gear Solid Three is my number one. <sighs> Mass Effect Two. Okay, I just got to make number three. <laughs> Snake Eater. So my number one I just decided is gonna be Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Um, I remember buying that when it first came out, and it was so funny playing that game because, like, I was just, like, a teenager, and I was so confused at first because, like, oh, like, you're playing a snake, they refer to you as snake, but, like, I'm like, wait, why does it take place in the 60s, like, why, because remember in Metal Gear Solid 1, like, it was a pretty high tech, like, modern, yeah. like, assault rifles and technology, and with Metal Gear Solid 3, you know, had that, like, click radio, mm-hmm. and, like, takes place in the 60s, and, like, old school, like, guns, kind of, and, like, the jungle, and, like, the technology and stuff. I was just so confused. I thought that you were playing as Snake, but then you figure out you're playing as Big Boss. Like, eventually you find out he becomes a Big Boss. And it was just so funny figuring that out, like, looking on Wikipedia. I'm like, and for number two, I'm going to put, uh, for number two, I'm thinking The Last of Us or Mass Effect 2. I would have to put The Last of Us, yeah. And I put Mass Effect 2 at number three. Mass Effect 2. Wait, was that? Oh, Whoops. Last of Us. Oh. Last of Us at number two. Last of Us. And then Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2. I was thinking about The Last of Us, like, we'll get into this on the main podcast. Our, I wonder if, like, this should be, like, the main podcast. Like, us talking about, like, making our list and stuff. And then, like, yeah, yeah, maybe this should be the main podcast. So maybe we'll just talk about it in length. Like, um... Do you have an idea what like what your top three is gonna be or not yet? Uh, like I have the first two games, so you know, first one will have to either be be between The Last of Us, yeah, or Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, like that, like that story, man. Rockstar just does not disappoint, man. Like, like did you know that the Red Dead Redemption Two sold more copies? Then in its first day, then GTA Five, it sold 720 million copies, which is the biggest opening in entertainment history. Wow! So, you know, it's been eight years since the last Red Dead. Um, the Rockstar man, like, they like to take their time perfecting like just a good, well-written story and just the way the game plays out. So, it's between those two. Um, my third one, I think, would have to be Max Payne Two. Wait, sorry, so Red Dead Redemption 2 is number one. What's your number two? Sorry, Last of Us. Oh, sorry, oh, man. Maybe talk about The Last of Us at number two. Yeah, um, Last of Us, you know, again, good story. Like, it was, like, right off the bat, you, you know, you, you, <gasps> like, like you, remember, you remember you play off, you play as uh, Joel's little daughter? I was crying. Yeah, you, like, everybody was crying when they first played. They just right off the bat, everybody's just, like, tearing up, or they're just, like, just bawling their eyes up because... What game have you played in your life? Where you start the game and the intro is that powerful and makes you feel for the character right off the bat. Like, no other game has yeah. done that before for me. Like, almost, like, yeah. right off the bat, I'm emotional. I care about these three characters. And, like, right off the bat, I was emotional. No other game does that, you know? Like, that's so hard to do, man. Like, get emotions out of the player. And The Last of Us meant so much. Like, yeah, that's... And number three is you're thinking Resistance 2? No, Max Payne 2. Max Payne 2. Because, you know, the... <laughs> I remember playing the first uh, opening mission. You're, you're like, it, it takes place right after the events of uh, Max Payne One, 
So you're in the hospital, even like shot, like all over the body. Wait, how does Max Payne 1 end? Oh, it, it ends with you on the rooftop, like, you know, the big building. Then you're getting shot up by police, and then you're, you're considered dead, but you're, you you lived. Like, you came back from the dead. Oh, and the sequel says, like, oh, I'm in a hospital. Yeah, it's, it's basically just right after the first one. So, oh. you're in a hospital, you wake up, and I remember when I first, you're walking around through the hospital, and it was so scary. Like, the, like the theme, the music they played, like, you know, the, the, his theme song? Hmm. They played it on the violin, and the menu, that got me scared. I don't know why, it was just, it, it kind of got me scared. I'm wandering through the hospital. Is there like kind of like scary like hallucination? Yeah, you're, you're like hallucinating because you just woke up out of a hospital. And that was so scary. Like, and the cutscenes kind of had like comic book like visuals and text. Hmm. So, so there weren't actually cutscenes, but they were like um, voiceovers of like comic book, like uh, like like dialogue. So people, the actors are just reading over the the dialogue of Max Payne. This makes me want to watch the intro to Max Payne Two on uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. It's dude. it's so it's kind of scary. Like, and then. Oh. You, Plans an undercover cop, and then I remember one scene. You're you're in your apartment, you're sleeping. The TV is playing. It's like some sort of horror movie, and then you're like running through your apartment. You're like, well, of course you're dreaming, and then that kind of kind of made me think of Alan Wake immediately because you know it's made by um. Oh, what's the developer dude? Yeah, Ooh, Alan Wake, Max Payne. Oh, it's like Sunrise. It's like oh, dude, and they made that recent game with the. Uh... Going back in time. Yeah. Oh. Wait. Remedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Remedy. There you go. Dude. So, yeah, that's what it felt like. It was so weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. It was so scary. So suspenseful. So that that had to be my number three. Cool. Wow, I'm really surprised that Max Payne two at number three. Wow. What age did you play? Like teenager or kid? Uh, I was like eight, nine years old. Wow. Yeah, especially playing games at that age, like it really means a lot to you playing at a younger age. Yeah. Um, so that's your number three. Is this like, oh, never mind. So for my number three is, uh, so I have Metal Gear, did I talk about Metal Gear Solid 3? No, 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 I guess maybe we'll talk about, so that's my number one, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is the third game in the Kojima series, Metal Gear Solid. And, uh, yeah, it's a prequel. It shows you how Big Boss was, um, his origin story, basically. And, uh, I remember playing that game back in 2000. When, when did I come out? 2004? Like, yeah, 2004 around there. Like, yeah, 2004. I played that. I think it was the first or second year I got the game for PS2. Played that game. And my mind was blown, man. I just loved that game, man. It was just so badass. Like, when that game starts, you know, you get that mission. Um, I forgot what it was. Where, like... Like, uh, the Virtuous Mission. Yeah, Virtuous Mission, where you have to save Sokolov, like, the uh, nuclear the, the scientist. Yeah, and you start off, like, skydiving. Yeah, you, yeah, you start off skydiving and, like... And I just want to contrast that to Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, The Sons of Liberty, which I found so disappointing. Did, did you ever play that game, Metal Gear Solid 2? Yeah, like, um, like where you're on some big tanker. I, like, aren't you playing as Raiden the whole time? Yeah, yeah, and in that, in that game, like, for the marketing, like, Kojima tricked everybody where, like, the first beginning mission you play on the tanker as Snake, as Solid Snake. Yeah. And then after that prologue ends, which is pretty good pro, uh, prologue, and, um... The game, the whole game is playing as Raiden on this tanker, on this like oil rig kind of, and like yeah. the bosses are really weird. Like the the story didn't make any sense. Like, like the gameplay was really good, better than the first one, but like that game was just so weird. And Raiden as the main character was the biggest problem. Where like he was just kind of like the opposite of Snake. Like he was like this blonde-haired kind of like just not as brave as Snake and charismatic and funny. It was just so disappointing. Like yeah. 
I know some people bring up that they actually like that game, but like, anyways, back to Metal Gear Solid 3, like, my feelings for that game is so, like, amazing, man. Like, I've never played anything like that. The story and everything, like, like, the different bosses, like, the fear, the end, the joy. The pain. The sorrow, the pain, like, the, the, the bosses in that game were also different. Like, like, one of the best boss battles, I, I'll say, is the end, the sniper. Oh, yeah. Dude, that too, when I first played it, it took me hours to beat the end. And it was like, first of all, like, if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 3, look up that boss fight. It's a sniper battle in the forest where, like, it's so tough and, like, oh, my God, there's n nothing like that I've ever played. And yeah. What does Metal Gear Solid 3 mean to you? Like, do you like that game? It's going to make mm -hmm. a list. Yeah, um, I, f I feel like that was one of the first games to actually introduce the uh, camouflage system. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, because you know, like you're safely wearing like something that matches with the environment, then you're pretty much, you know, invisible. So that's the one thing I liked. It's like the camouflage. I also like the, uh, you know, the uh, story behind it. Like you know, after you uh, kill the boss, then Snake just abandons his country and all that. So he's like deep down, he's like, he, he you know, he changed. Like he he was sad and all that. So. I felt that that was really good. Like, he was he was really conflicted. Like, you know how the government said, you like, oh, you have to kill your... You have to kill the boss. Like, she defected. Yeah, and, you know, it, uh, we're assigning you, her best student, to kill her. And then Snake is really conflicted with that, but he's following orders. Yeah, and you find out at the end where, like, the boss, like, she uh, sacrificed herself uh, by defecting. She kind of sacrificed herself. And, um... Yeah, and, the, and that's what the big boss grapples with is like, oh, like she sacrificed herself for this and uh, like nobody else knows. Like it's just me who knows that and I can't tell anybody. And it's like everyone paints her as this traitor, but really she's a hero. Yeah. And that's Snake grappling with it. And right at the end, you know, where he salutes and then he goes, the president puts out his hand. Yeah, and then he, he just away. walks by. Yeah, and then when, and then right after that scene, he goes to the gravestone and then like salutes yeah, and they, the boss. Yeah, if you don't notice, he has like one single tear just like coming down. Like it's the first time he's ever showed any actual emotion. One of the most powerful moments in games is Metal Gear Solid Three. In the field at the end when you're fighting the boss in that white flower field. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like, like you know when you press a button to shooter, all the flowers turn from like white to red. Yeah, that was such an amazing visual playing it back then, and yeah, when like. The boss goes like, Jack, let's make this the greatest 10 minutes of our life because, you know, like the airstrike's going to happen. Yeah. And like, just like, like big boss, like just idolizing the boss, like loved her, but not like a romantic love. It's more of like looking up to her. Yeah. Like, like mentor. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it went deeper than love. Like it was like, uh, even snake had trouble explaining it because nobody could really understand what their bond was and like what it meant to them. And for Metal Gear Solid 3, I just want to say the two best scenes in video games of all time is the fight with the boss at the end in the flower field, and number two, when he salutes her at the gravestone. And, like, I just started crying. I was just, like, like you watch that scene, and it's just, like, so powerful, man. And just, like, he's, like, the, he he's the only one who knows the, the real sacrifice yeah. she made. And, like, everyone paints her as a traitor, but he only he's the only one who knows that she's one of the he best heroes of all time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3, I can just go on and on and on and just, like, yeah, the camouflage system was really cool and, like, Ava, um, mm. yeah, what? Yeah, I, uh, thought of a game to bring in my top 10. 
Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, that's Metal Gear Solid 3. Maybe I'll elaborate on it more, but it just meant so much to me, man. Like, oh my God. Like that game. Like, But uh, yeah, what was the game you wanted to bring up? Metal Gear Solid 4. Guns of the Patriots. Ah, uh, yeah. I was going to put that on my list. The only thing I did was watch an entire play playthrough on yeah. Giant Bomb. Yeah. Of Metal Gear Solid 4, and just, like, I never played it, so I can't really, like, put it on my list, you well, know? Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll like, uh, I'm pretty much just kind of focusing on, um, story. So, with, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4, we, we see, um, uh, Solid Snake, and he's an old man. Yep. So, he's, you know, he aged in, like, the past few years, because, you know, he, he's a clone. His cells are accelerating like faster, so he's aging than his normal. Um, anyway, so he is assigned to take out Liquid for like the final time, aka Revolver Ocelot. You know, yeah. they kind of mixed together. Yeah, but I never really understood how they became. Uh, how did Revolver become Liquid? Like, um, so basically, in Metal Gear Solid One, uh, Revolver Ocelot gets his hand cut off by the robot, mm. or his arm actually by with a sword. Mm. And then in Metal Gear Solid 2, they, I don't know if they explain it, but in the tanker mission, he gets um, he gets Liquid's arm placed onto where his missing arm was. And through that, through, through, uh, li sorry, through Liquid's arm attached onto Revolver Ocelot's body, that's how he kind of controls him and they, so they switch. Um, I know that's confusing, but that's yeah. Metal Gear. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Though? You know, Kojima's kind of have like a way of doing stuff like that. But yeah, um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, you know, he's depressed. Mm. He doesn't consider himself a hero. Um, this one cutscene with Meryl. Mm. Um, uh, Meryl mentions like, you know, you, like, like you've saved the world more times than anyone can imagine and nobody can know it. And it's like, you're a hero. Then Snake just looks off into the distance like, I'm no hero. I'm just a hired killer. Uh, made made to do what the government tells me. Yeah, with Metal Gear Solid 4, it was such a surprise because Kojima decided to make Snake. Like, you could have made him, like, the handsome, like, like hero. But he decided to, like, no, like, this is, mm -hmm. like, the end of the story. Like, yeah. we're going to make him this old man that you play, which is such a surprise. Like, oh, like, you decide to make him aged. Like, it was just such a crazy surprise. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never, yeah. And the way that game ends when you find the big yeah. boss at the gravestone. Yeah. I've watched that so many times. Oh my god. And um the uh, big like showdown with uh uh liquid. Like like the Oh big... yeah, when they're fist yeah. on top of the And they're so tired, like they're just uh, And like even like the life bars and the yeah. music changes, yeah. like Metal Gear Solid One, Metal Gear Solid Three music. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like that was a really powerful scene. I remember playing that scene, I was like just you know, just like Eyes glued to the screen, wouldn't even like look up for a second. But yeah, like oh my god, like you know, um so when that happens and then when after that, like the end of the game, Liquid brings flowers to the boss's grave, then he salutes her, and then, you know, big boss comes out. Man, like there's just so many good things with that story. Um, oh yeah, I wanna bring up another game for your list and my list, which is Hitman Blood Money. Blood Money? Damn, I wasn't even thinking of that. Do you think that game will make your list? Like, I know you're a big Hitman fan. You love Hitman. Mm. Or maybe even the modern game for you, but... What do you think about, like, what, would that make your list? Or Yeah. Sure, man. Metal Gear Solid 1, um, Twin Snakes. 
So yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk about The Last of Us if you want to. Yeah. So ju ju just to refresh in case people, you know, aren't writing it down though. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for my number one. Uh, number two is The Last of Us for me. Uh, you want to talk about The Last of Us? Yeah. Did, we talked about it a little bit, but like the intro, we just, we already talked about that, but the intro is one of the, Ooh. it's between that and, and Mass Effect 2 for the best intros of all time, but. Yeah, like we said, like the intro of The Last of Us immediately sucks you into the characters. Immediately. Yeah. And just so crazy. And the ending of that game is so different and pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Going through the hospital and mm -hmm. like the decision Joel makes with Ellie. And um but yeah, The Last of Us, I remember playing that and it just felt like a movie, man. Like yeah. sure, like maybe that game went on too long and like some of the gameplay is really annoying where like you're grabbing ladders and like some of the puzzles are kind of weird, but yeah. Just like Joel, like with Ellie, like the way that 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 relationship develops over time, or like at first Ellie's like, "Oh, who's this old man?" Like, "Oh, your watch is broken." Yeah, and then Joel's like, you know, like doesn't really care for her that much. He like to him, she's just a job. So yeah, she's like, "Oh, I'm just trans, I'm just transporting you to this location. Like, you're just this little girl that doesn't know anything." Like, yeah. But um, with the Last of Us, uh, yeah, it meant so much. Like, like my favorite sequence in that game is probably the intro or like. Ellie, when you play as Ellie in the winter mm. and uh, Joel is, gets wounded in the middle of the game and like that whole sequence when Ellie basically um, this guy helps her and she doesn't know how to trust him and she does and it turns out that like he's a cannibal and like tries to like torture her and kill her and stuff and yeah. but yeah Last of Us means so much like play The Last of Us if you can the first one like they're making a sequel but yeah anything thoughts on Last of Us any moments or... yeah uh, I would say you know, one of the, uh, um, it's like one of the best written stories. Uh, and immediately, you know, as Aaron said, like it just, like just hooks you like right off the bat, you know, like the opening scenes, man. Oh my God. So powerful. You know, like, like everyone at Naughty Dog had people crying, play like we had gamers crying like, oh man. Um, and I would say my favorite scene would have to be, I would say like the hospital. Like, yeah, dude, like spoilers. Obviously, we've got to tell yeah, people these spoilers yeah. for all these games, but with The Last of Us, yeah, basically Joel makes a decision where like, so Ellie, she might, she's immune to the disease that in The Last of Us, and um, she's kind of like, so they have this opportunity to um, pick into her brain, so basically kill Ellie to maybe find a cure, but it's a maybe, like there, it's only, it's a chance only. And Joel makes a decision, like, screw this, man. Like, I'm going to kill everybody and save Ellie because, you know, the relationship with his daughter before, not yeah. Ellie. And uh, going through the hospital and just, like, you get an assault rifle for the first time yeah. and just massacring military dudes. And, like, right at the end where you get to the operating room with Ellie on the table and, like, these doctors. And I just went emotional. I was just like, you Yeah, just shoot all the time. Yeah. Those, those poor doctors, but... Yeah, Last of Us. Yeah, that's my number two. Um, I was thinking, um, I have my number four and five, but I want to do the rest of my list. I don't know if you want to like talk about your top three again, like, or or maybe we'll stop it. And I want to I want to refine up my top five. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe we'll stop recording for now. But yeah, I got um. Wait, did you stop it? Heard this. Sorry, I, well, I, I just, we were just talking, I'm like, so for number six, I'm trying to decide between Star Wars Nice Old Republic or The Witcher 3. And uh, we were just talking like, for Nice Old Republic, um, so basically, 
it, it, Star Wars Nice Old Republic came out in 2003. I played it, I think, in 2004, 2005. And it just opened me up to different... I'm sorry, I'll get closer. I'll get closer. But Star Wars Knights Old Republic just opened me up to different types of games. So basically, Star Wars Knights Old Republic, it has player choice. You can make player choices. Yeah. Which, I played that as a teenager, and I was just so, like, impressed by that. Like, you, there's light side and dark side that you can make your character kind of like Mass Effect. Same developer. And, um, yeah, well, player choice. And the story was so cool. Like, the ending of that game, the choices you can make. Completely different endings. And, like, the RPG elements with loot, like, like you can make your own lightsaber and have, like, different, like, oh, I want a red crystal, so it shows red. And, like, the different, like, like the first game I had with, with loot, with the big worlds, like, planets you can travel to and, like, player choices. And, like, yeah, that's all I want to say is, like, all those three elements, like, open me up to different types of games. And for The Witcher 3, um, so what do you think between those two? Like, your thoughts, like, you were just talking, but. Yeah, well, oh. I mean, I'll just hold okay. it. Well, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Witcher 3, man, I remember, like, I, I actually, like, that was really, like, the first game that I fully played. I mean, I, I played the first one partly, like, it wasn't that much. It was, like, 10 minutes of it. Wait, which one? Sorry. Uh, the first Witcher. Oh, the first Witcher. Then, Dude, the first Witcher was, I never played it. It was, like, it was PC exclusive. Yeah, yeah and... PC. I remember playing just a bit of it, but I couldn't get the controls. So I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, the second one, I have it, I, I, I rarely play it, I didn't really make it Assassins far. of Kings. Yeah, um, I only got to the part where you get to the town after the king's assassinated, and I'm being kind of stuck there. Um, just because the gameplay is too complex, like the controls I feel are too complex, the combat, just everything. The third one was a bit simpler, and you know, good story, good graphics, especially like in, um... Dude, if you look at the sunsets in The Witcher 3, it's a painting every time, like... I remember playing The Witcher 3 when it came out in 2015 and like take looking at the like I'll be right on my horse look behind me I'm like oh my god that's a painting like I kept taking screenshots I'm like Connor like check this out like oh man and like the story in that game and like but yeah sorry I interrupted you I just... <laughs> yeah um so yeah you pretty much just like covered everything <laughs> yeah so yeah you know that game it made a game of the year for 2015 if I'm not wrong so um and uh, for a long time, well, for a while, I kind of felt like Metal Gear Solid Five should have taken it, but since I actually fully played it, I was like, yeah, you know, like Witcher Three definitely had to make Game of the Year for 2015. So, um, but Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, you know, I remember that game. It was like, you know, back then it was like, you know, it came out in 2003, so I feel like not many people are gonna know about it. Yeah, but back then, you know, it was like kind of like kind of ahead of its time. And I just say you brought up like. Uh, like player choice it was like one of the very few games I think it was the first game um, so maybe like that's why mm -hmm. so you know like really good points that you've been listening on so okay kind of hard. after having this conversation I'm going to put KOTOR below The Witcher 3 I'll... I'm going to put The Witcher 3 at number 6 um, maybe we'll just uh, pause the podcast again and I'll uh, decide the rest of my list uh, do you just press pause or stop I think any other uh, so yeah, sorry, uh, we're back. Um, so we're just talking about uh, Connor has three games so far. Number one, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, The Last of Us. Number three, Max Payne 2. Biggest surprise. But yeah, we're just trying to brainstorm more games for his... to round out his top five. So at number four and five, we're still trying to decide. So uh, we're just talking like Red Dead Redemption 1. You, you love that game. 
Dude, I gotta do this chair. Oh my. Okay, I'm gonna move over there. Because dude, the chair is probably... I don't I can't... I hope the audio is not bad where it's like... Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. What, what were we just talking about? We're just brainstorming games for you. Yeah. Um, so, I'll strike down uh, Hitman Blood Money. Or yeah, we were just talking like... How much do you love the Hitman series? Like... Uh, I I love it. It's oh so tired. It's a pretty good um franchise, you know. Like Blood Money was like awesome. Like who like who hasn't played that? And um, damn. Uh, do you like um Absolution or the newest Hitman more than Blood Money? Kind of like Absolution a bit more. I feel like in my opinion, like I played Blood Money like way back when, and just like. Oh man, like when Hitman Blood Money first came out, like it was so cool. Like the different like opportunities you can do, like the different assassinations you you could do. Like oh, like for for the suburban one, I feel like it was like the best map in that game. Where like you can dress as a clown, you can rig the barbecue to explode, you can go into a treehouse and snipe people, and like there's other and even the the other map in that. You know what it's called? Where like. The masquerade, like that big party in the street, remember? Mm, like yeah, with uh, dressing up as birds? Yeah, uh... I can't... Oh, what's that? Oh, God, it's... I don't know, I can't... Masquerade, um... can't remember the Cinco name. de Mayo, like... Mardi Gras? Yeah, Mardi Gras, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just for me, like, Hitman Blood Money made... It It did make my list, but I was strongly considering it. Because, like, oh, I love Hitman Blood Money, man. That's so much fun. The different disguises, like, the replayability, like... Once you get to the ending, end of the game and you beat it, remember, dude, the ending of Blood Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you die. Yeah, and then you, like, wake up and you're just, like, in, like, a white suit and just... Yeah, basically that game ends at, at uh, Agent 47's funeral with with your arms crossed across your chest with guns. And then, like, dude, I didn't realize this, dude, this is way back then before Wikipedia, like, before anything, where, like, I was just watching the credits and, like, someone said, like, press both the triggers at the same time. Like, okay, start pressing them, like... Like, you just hear, like, the heartbeat, like, da-da, 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 da And, like, the slow motion, the music, and he gets up, and, like, you just start gunning people. And just, like, oh, man. And hearing Ava Maria, remember the Hitman song? Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to sing it, but, like, Ava Maria, like, probably one of my favorite songs in a, any video game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, Hitman Blood Money made so much to me. Uh, yeah, sorry, I just went off right there, sorry. Um... So for your ideas, I got maybe I'll bring you got my list there. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Maybe I'll just. Uh... So for your list, Red Dead One, Hitman Blood Money. Um... Yeah, sorry. Any other games that meant so much to you? Like we're just brainstorming right now, like to round out your top five of all time. I like Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four. Nuclear. Uncharted <sighs> for uh, any other games? Do you think for a four and five is it gonna be Red Dead One and Hitman Blood Money, or do you think other games are gonna be in those spots? I'm thinking Spider-Man PS4. Spider-Man PS4. My game man. Mm. Do you mm. put Spider-Man at number four or number five? You think? Like, no, say number four. Like, like, definitely for sure. Like, well, what's your reasoning behind Spider-Man PS4 being at number four? Man, just the gameplay was just, like so smooth. The web swimming was so fluent, and the different 
costumes you can pick and you know the one i always went for was the homecoming suit the spider-man homecoming suit that just looks so sleek in the game the amount of detail they put into it is just mm. Mm-mm. it was like just grade a that game insomniac they they love their spider-man were they the ones behind infamous uh no insomniac? um no that was Killzone? no that was um Kills me. Uh, no, uh, Insomniac's the one behind, uh, that game, Sunset Overdrive, the Xbox exclusive. Okay. Uh, do they work on Ratchet? Oh, dude, whatever. But yeah. That, that surprised for me. Spider-Man PS4 at number four. That's crazy. Um, do you think for sure, like, like 100% that's your number four? Yeah. Like, locked in. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put Spider-Man PS4, Spider-Man PS4. Sorry, I'm just... Hmm. So, so we're just so just to remind people, we're talking num- uh, top five out of ten. Red Dead Redemption Two, number one. Last of Us at number two. Max Payne Two at number three. Number four, Spider Man for PS4. And we're trying to decide Connor's number uh, five on his list. So, I'm thinking for you, like I don't know, it's your list, but I'm thinking for you, Red Dead One. Or Hitman Blood Money. But do, do you have any other ideas? Like, it's your list. I'm not trying yeah. to co-opt it. Or... Um, yeah. yeah, I don't want to take over your list. You know, it's your, it's your list. Yeah. In my opinion, like, if I was you, it'd be between Blood Money and Red Dead 1. But mm. I'm not you. It could be something else. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, man. I would say maybe Red Dead 1. Really? I'm like solely just focusing on story. You know, I'm also incorporating some multiplayer aspects, but so far, like, just, like, after my top five, the other, the rest of the five can be, like, multiplayer. But, yeah, I'm going to put Red Dead 1. How much, talk about Red Dead Redemption 1, came out 2010, Rockstar. I feel like that game came out of nowhere when it yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, Red Dead Revolver, like, I played that game, and it was just kind of throwaway, like, it was an okay game on Xbox, like, original Xbox, but, like, I feel like Red Dead Redemption 1 came out of nowhere and it was so surprising like oh Rockstar's making this cowboy game like open world cowboy game how weird and like that game was really cool back then it was like the Deadeye system that kind of brought that Max Payne like kind of like slow motion to a Rockstar game which is really cool mm-hmm. um, talk about Red Dead Redemption 1 how much did it mean to you? you know when I first played it man it was like something I'd never seen before like like just for like a good western game like that you know you're playing as like this old like uh gang member who just wants to be you know just a farmer he's trying to hunt down his old buddies it was and like the the different places it brings you the characters you meet it was just it was something that was like oh like just awesome and i think for everyone it might be like the favorite western game you know um but yeah like man that you know, especially at the ending, you know, spoilers, John Marston dies. Gets gunned. Yeah, and then you find your father's killer. You play as Jack Marston, you find your father's killer. I feel like that was just one of the most satisfying things to happen in the game. Was you gunning that dude while he's fishing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I, I didn't even, like, do him. I just, like, sniped him, like, okay, I'm done. Go home. Be a rancher. I wish to replay Red Dead Redemption 1 one of these days, because I think I played it once, and then I delved back into it. Oh man, I just feel like my memories on that game is so foggy, and that's why I didn't put it on my list. I mean, you know, I also have it on my Xbox. Nice. So, if you want to, like, 
How about we trade PS4 and Xbox One for a weekend, bro? I leave you God yeah. of War, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and you leave me Red Dead One and Two. Red Dead One, Two, and what whatever uh, else games that you want, you know. But yeah, sorry, sidetrack. But um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption One, like yeah, like it didn't make my list, but like the Dead Eye function, the ending to Red Dead, the music when you get to Mexico, dude, when the music kicks in once you ride your horse when you get to Mexico. Chills, yo, chills. And that game looked really good, and just like John Marston, which is kind of like this lovable dumbass. Yeah. Like, like you loved him because you know he was the good guy, and like, like he he wasn't like really really funny, but his dry humor was so cool. <laughs> yeah. And just like he just like this plays everything so straight, man. Like, oh, like like something will happen and be like, oh, that was pretty weird, but I don't know. Yes. Like you know, like the straight way he yeah. plays things, it's like deadpan delivery. But yeah, uh, sorry, what was Red Dead 1? Is your number 4 or number 5? Uh, number 5. No, wait, what was number 4? Sorry. Spider-Man PS4. Okay, okay. So that's your top 5. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll just uh, shut down the recording for a second um, for number 6. Or maybe we'll just keep it. Okay, that was really close. But um, for number 6, I'm thinking for you... Just accelerate things, maybe Hitman Blood Money. But it's up to you, like, what do you think? I'm thinking, like, maybe mix in a Splinter Cell Blacklist. Would Blacklist make your list? Yeah. Okay. Would Blacklist make your list? <laughs> dude, I remember back in 2013, dude, you love Splinter Cell Blacklist. Like, obviously, it was like four years ago, you were a kid, basically. But I remember going to Connor's house, like, even before that game, you're talking about, like, uh, oh, what was the actor's name? Oh, I totally forgot. Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. Yeah, you're just going off about him. Like, oh, it's like this younger Sam Fisher, the brainer for this 2013 game. Mm-hmm. And you're so hyped about that game. When it came out, you were just playing it nonstop. And even Splinter Cell Blacklist, like, we played a co-op. You're like, I was like, oh, this game has co-op too? I'm like, oh my God, to play as this his uh, backup partner. But um, yeah, that game was really cool. I remember you lent me that game after you played it. You're like, dude, play this game. And I played Blacklist and I loved it like, the upgrades was really cool. Like, dude, the, all the different upgrades and, like, the stealth system was really good in that. I normally, like, stealth... Well, I was going to say stealth games are bad, but I love Metal Gear, so... Yeah, we, well, so what are you thinking for your number six? I think it's between... No, no, um... I already came up with my number six. Uh, oh, sorry, I just bring the microphone closer, yeah. but... So... Wait, sorry, number five is what? Red Dead 1. Okay, okay, my memories. So number six, you're thinking Splinter Cell Blacklist? Yeah. Wow, you locked it in, dude. That was even on your original list. Uh, seven is uh, Siege. Seven is Siege. Yeah. Wow, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, what number do I have Rainbow Six at? I think it was like six. Uh, eight. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah, I went it way down. But Wow, uh, number seven is Rainbow Six Siege. Maybe talk about Rainbow Six Siege. I got so much to say about Rainbow <laughs> yeah, Six. You know, um, just like the fact that Ubisoft comes out with like year, like like you know year after year, just new operators continuously, and then um, plus you know it's a game that you can play with your friends, like just squad up, play some ranked, just you know have some fun. Uh, sometimes, most of the time, you're you know you're just yelling over the mic. You're like what? Like oh, you're pixel peeking, like all that. You know you're just raging, and then you go in bed angry after a ranked match, like. But, you know, other than that, it's, like, really fun. Like, different operators, different maps. Um, that game, man. I don't know. Like, 
I have like so much things to say. I don't even know what to say. So, I think uh, one, I have Rainbow Six on my list. I'll talk about it again, maybe. But, but for Rainbow Six Siege, came out twenty fifteen. Like, dude, the first year when Rainbow Six came out, like headshots weren't registering. It was rough launch. Like mm-hmm. nobody cared about the game at first. But Rainbow Six Siege means so much to me. Like I play that game at least every two days on my PS four. I play that game. I'm about uh, gold one plat. Plat two in that range, and uh, I'll just lay it out like this: like Rainbow Six Siege, when you're in a one v x situation, like like I'm the last person, and like against two people or four people, like every time my heart starts beating, my heart starts beating, and like no other game does that, no other multiplayer game has ever done that before. Or like like Call of Duty, you just play like oh I die play call of duty get another round starts i die okay whatever i'm like listening to music i'm chilling out i don't really care mm-hmm. drinking beer but with the rainbow six siege like one vx situation like i said i just like when i die i'm so frustrated and just like three years after it came out i'll be in a clutch situation my hands are kind of shaking i'm just like my my teammates are like okay okay west main stairs west main stairs like my aim like locks to that position and i'm just like gun him or like i lose and just like oh like and just like I go to bed, like after playing that game, like a few ranked games, I go to bed like oh, I could have played this differently. Yeah, and just like, angry, but just the fact that that game gets my heart beating. No other game does. The multiplayer game has ever done that. Even Call of yeah. Duty Four, yeah. but even that simple fact. I keep going on and on and on, but just like yeah, it just means so much. But um, I just want to take out your list for a second. So, so oh oh oh, dude. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you could talk about your number eight. Yeah, um, so my number eight is uh, God of War 4. So, I can't believe God of War 4 didn't make my list. I have some reservations about God of War 4. Maybe I'll talk about God of War in the next official podcast. Yeah. Um, kind of my thoughts. But yeah, talk about God of War 4. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I played God of War 4, like, over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game, man, like, you know, it was just like... Boy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, Santa Monica Studios just, just came back, bring um, back God of War from the dead. This time, you know, it's not in like Greek mythology; it's more like Norse mythology, because uh, you hear lots of um, mentions of um, Thor, Odin, Loki, Bifrost, and all that. So it's um, centered around more Norse mythology, and you know the uh, combat, like like the gameplay. I thought that was like something. It was pretty smooth, hmm. like you know wow. how you have an axe. Like even throwing the axe yeah. and then getting it back yeah. is so satisfying. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, yeah, I remember just throwing the axe and just like just you know just for the hell of it, and because you know it comes back to you, and then you just like bringing it back. For God of War, that's what I wanted the Devil May Cry games to feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, God of War has got character action. Like, talk about the difference between the old God of War games and the new God of War games. Completely different games. Like. Yeah. You think about the, I even played the, I didn't play the original trilogy for God of War, but like, you know, the camera's pulled way out and like, you know, it's like square, square, triangle, square, square, triangle, yeah. different combos and like the boss fights and completely different. Like, like the camera's pulled way in like Last of Us style and mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like it's really good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, God of War, the new one is really awesome. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, with the, the story, you're just, like, going all this way to spread your wife's ashes and all that. And, um, 
Kratos is grasping to like hide who he really is, which is you know, like just some killing machine. So for um, and in order to do that, he's kind of had to push his son away. Never really lets him in. Just secludes himself till like you know certain like m like moments where like you know their lives are at risk. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if your story just opens up to him and all that. And yeah, uh, especially the one thing I really found awesome was how he bring back the Blades of Chaos. Oh yeah, yeah, that was such a crazy surprise. I remember we did a podcast, like I think it was about the SoundCloud podcast. Mm -hmm. And with God of War, like my biggest complaint kind of was like, you start out with that axe. And like, I, I put like at least like, I was doing a lot of side missions. Like I put at least like eight to 20 hours in, I think, uh, less than that. And like, you only have the axe as a weapon. I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, is it just this? Like, you got to mix in different weapons, man. Like, this is really kind of ridiculous. But then you get the Blades of Chaos. Well, yeah, and it does make a big difference for me. But I was just going to talk about, like, my disappointments with God of War. But I'll save that. But I was kind of disappointed by that game. But I did, I did love it. But some a little disappointed with the gameplay and stuff. But, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, like, with, the, like, the relationship with Kratos and his son. And, like, how that evolves a lot like The Last of Us. And, um... Yeah, the characters in that story, like the cutscenes, like the voice acting is really good. Uh, yeah, the the com the gameplay changes and feels really amazing. Graphics are beautiful. Like the facial motion capture, mm -hmm. it's good. Uh, you want to talk about your next game? Uh, My next game is Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare Two. Call of Duty. Um, uh, may maybe just do a reminder, maybe run down your list like from ten to whatever number you got to. Alright, so, um, I have, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2. It was number one. Last of Us is number two. Max Payne 2, number three. Spider-Man 4 is, uh, for number four. Red Dead Redemption 1, number five. Blacklist is for number six. Rainbow Six Siege, number seven. God of War 4, number eight. And now we're on to Modern Warfare 2 for number nine. Okay. So, wait, 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 so we're on uh, God of War at number 8, mm. Modern Warfare 2 at number 9. So talk about Modern Warfare 2. So why did you choose Modern Warfare 2 over Call of Duty 4? Or what, 3? Um, you know, Rust. <laughs> I think you were too young for Call of Duty 4, like, what, 2007? You must have been 6. Yeah, yeah, I was like... I, you were 6 years old. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of, I remember playing that game, like, when it came out, too. Um... But yeah, Modern Warfare 2, man, like, that game bring back so much memories. You know, just like, um, the multiplayer, you know, like, back then, Modern 360, that was, like, very big. Everybody just playing on, like, Xbox Live, playing, like, Team Deathmatch and all that. The campaign was amazing for Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Remember when Shepard betrays you? Yeah. Like, betrays, so you hold off in that cabin? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, and that's pretty hard. Like, you hold off in this cabin with Ghost, and then uh, you're Roach, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're Roach. And then you go out to meet, you rendezvous with Shepard with all of his troops, like, oh, thank God I'm safe. And, like, Shepard betrays you. And, like, over the radio, like, um, oh, who's the main character? Soap. No, no, the older, McTavish. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, Soap McTavish and Captain Price. Yeah, Captain Price. He's like, no, 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 don't trust Shepard. Like, he, he turned to the other side, like, Dude, we just figured this out, and it's too late, like, you're already dead. And, like, that was such a crazy, like, twist, where, like, Ghost and Roach get killed and burned alive by Shepard. Yeah. And the ending of that game is so epic, that showdown with the knife. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, the campaign was good. But yeah, the multiplayer. Like, yeah. Talk about the multiplayer. Yeah, um, you know, multiplayer, sniping battles, just like just like bring back so much memories. Just talking about it brings back so much memories. Like uh. Yeah, the intervention. Yeah, the, inter- the intervention. Yeah, man, the intervention, man. Dude. Pretty sure that was oh. like everyone's favorite sniper rifle. Quick scoping. Yeah. Quick scoping. <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah, like that game. Oh, I remember. You know, just um, for me, I'm more of like an M4 man. M4 holographic sight and uh, armor piercing rounds and then like that's pretty much it. ACR boy, I love the ACR. I bet you use the heartbeat sensor. <laughs> we talked about this in the previous oh, podcast. Scrub, I'm just gonna Scrub know. League, <laughs> Scrub League. Hmm. But um, yeah, Mono. I was really trying to decide between Mono for Two and Call of Duty Four. I decided to go with Call of Duty Four. It meant so much to me. But you're younger, obviously. You're six years old when it came out, so I see why. Yeah. Um, and that's your number nine. I can't believe you got your top ten list. Well, and what? So what's number ten for you? GTA. Five. Whoa! Oh my God! Wow! Wow! I got some problems. <laughs> it's your list, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got problems, man. Then square up. I'm just gonna square up. World star. So talk about GTA 5, I got my... Man, story. You know, three guys come together. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in GTA? I'll say Franklin. Surprised it's not, um... Maybe Trevor. You know, Trevor's Trevor? Like... Oh, God. Trevor's oh, a... I've so many thoughts, I want to rain hell on you, dude. Trevor's a badass. He's like, you know, just take on a whole, like, Italian tanks. I'll just bring the, the mic like in the middle, kind of, just so we're like, so the audio's not messed up. But um, yeah. So so why GTA Five at number ten? Oh, uh, the multiplayer. Wait, wait. Did did you have a uh, Hitman on your list? Yeah. Oh, dude. Wait, did you? Wait. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Dude. No, I don't. Oh my out. God. <laughs> wow. Um, I was... no, well, you know, I, I, I think I'm gonna change it later because. Kind of want to change it, but I have to kind of like think about it, like be certain to lock those games in. So, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't locked in. I think my list, yeah, my list is locked in, but like, so I was really thinking, like, for your list, like, do you think it's between GTA 5 and um, God of War off your list for Hitman? Like, do you value Hitman over any of these games? Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm gonna have to think about which game that uh will, that uh replaces Hitman. Or yeah. Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, we can maybe come back to this tomorrow or like even tonight. Well, it's getting pretty late, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's Connor's list so far. Uh, man, I'll just check the time on this. We're going for about an hour. Uh, do you want to take a break till tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Give me some more time to think. Yeah.